Hey sister, this is Misty Williams, founder of HealingRosie.com, and I'm so excited to welcome you to Rosie Radio. Tune in to find clarity, direction, and hope for your healing. New episodes drop every Tuesday. We created this show to empower you to regain control of your life and feel like yourself again. Yes, sister, it is possible. I am tickled pink to have my dear, delicious, wonderful friend, Barbara Ditlow, joining me today to chat with you guys about human design. Um, I wanted to talk to Barbara because one of the focuses of our event has been talking about how do we manage the external stressors in our life. And we've talked a lot about breath work and meditation and gratitude journaling and these different practices that can really be helpful to us in repriming our parasympathetic nervous system, a really, really important part of setting ourselves up so that our bodies can actually heal and A few years ago, I'd been hearing about human design and decided that I was going to take the plunge. At this stage of my life, um, 2018, I believe it was, when Barbara and I did our first reading. If I remember correctly, it was Valentine's Day, February 14th. Uh, Barbara and I did our first reading, but I was going through a deep, deep transformation in my life. I had really gotten present to the ways in which, as I've said in a couple of other interviews, I was not creating space for people to contribute to me in my life. And it it had been overwhelming to me. Um, I didn't even fully recognize that that's what was overwhelming me. I was experiencing these cycles of burnout where I would, you know, my, my motor would drive me along and I'd get a good second wind and I'd take on a bunch of challenges and do great client work and then would experience burnout, which was really devastating. It would, it felt like, All this momentum was created and I'm up and I'm going over the mountain. And then something would cross my path that would just sent me rolling back down the mountain again. And it was very demoralizing and overwhelming. And, you know, I've shared a lot about the deep work that I had to do to create space for people to contribute to me, um, to create space to show up differently. Two years before my first reading with Barbara, I deeply, deeply surrendered in a way that I never had before to to the universe, to God, to whatever was meant to happen to me, because everything in my striving that I had tried to do to come back from the latest round of burnout just was not working. And I threw up my hands and it was actually a really, really scary time. But I was coming out of this phase. I was moving energetically into a new space. I experienced in this time of my life that letting go And not trying to control everything actually allowed really good things to come into my life. And this idea of flow and how do you create more flow and how do you create more ease energetically was really interesting to me. And I was hungry for it because I had dealt with so much interruption of flow. You know, burnout really, really sucks. And of course, I'm also on this health journey. And I know that this kind of stress is just not good for my body. And for many years, the first, eight years, six years of my journey, I just didn't know how to be any different in the world, right? I didn't know how to be any different than I'd been. And I had a lot of beliefs about how I needed to show up for things to go well, Um, not realizing that actually the way that I was showing up was creating a lot of the um, conditions for burnout, right? So human design came to me at a perfect time. 
I want Barbara to teach us what human design is. And I want her to teach us about the four main energetic types. My wish for you is for you to have some clarity on what your energetic type is. There's actually a website you can go to. You can put in your birth date, your birth time, and your birth place, and it'll tell you what your human design is. You'll get this graph that won't mean anything to you, just like it doesn't mean much to me, right? But someone well-versed in human design can help read and interpret it for you. But it will tell you how you're energetically wired. And this conversation I'm having with Barbara will be a great tool for you to refer back to. And you can get some clarity and understanding on your basic core, deep inside. Here is how you're wired. I, I would say to contribute to the world, to be in the world with flow and ease to have things unfold naturally versus feeling like you're hitting up against resistance all the time, you know? So I'm so thrilled that you're here, Barbara. I'm super excited for you to share with people. We just actually had Barbara come. I had got a bunch of girlfriends together. And, you know, the last couple of years have been hardcore, y'all. You know, it's been really challenging for a lot of us confronting what's happening in our world. And, you know, for many people, for me, I look at what's happening in the world and I question everything. I mean, I started questioning everything when they told me that my labs were normal after they cut me open and I almost died, you know? <laughs> so... I quit believing the main storyline of what's happening uh, and how things are. And I'm always, you know, going deeper and asking deeper. And Barbara has been wonderful the last couple of years for me, very grounding. Um, so that's what I'm expecting for our time together. This is going to be a grounding time. This is going to be a time where we are able to logically and methodically consider that there is a way we can show up in the world and be in creation and flow where we don't have resistance and we don't have to constantly be hitting up against stressful situations all the time. We don't have to be creating stressful situations because we'll understand ourselves better. So welcome, Barbara. It's great to be here, Misty. Um, I'm so excited. Oh, I loved what you said about we can move with less resistance and we can do it in a logical way because human design was a revelation. Now, it's interesting. The revelation came in 1987. And for those people who were born before 1987, 1987 was the year of the harmonic convergence in the summer. And in the summer, what happened was all these planets came together, creating an intensity of information. And right before that, there was a, we could call it a supernova, Sanduliac, exploded over the Southern Hemisphere. And you could say we went from 5G to 10G in terms of the intense intensity of the information. Now, there was a man called Ra Uruhu who received the information over seven days. So that's kind of how it came is a revelatory process. And it came in a way that it was so dense so complex that it took 25 years for him to unpack using the verbiage that's used now unpack all the information in a sequential logical way that people could integrate because it's similar to the evolutionary biological development of a child you don't teach certain things to a child at five the brain is not developed so human design is very similar there's a deconditioning process involved once you find out what your design is, then you go and say, oops, I'm not living according to who I am. I'm living according to who I think I need to be. So the first thing, it's a process by which it's 
a logical empirical method to understand how you're designed. And it's designed, it has two parts to it. One part is to help you go with the flow, to release resistance through making decisions to empower yourself rather than being pulled into the collective homogenized mess. The second part is a specific process for awakening. In other words, beginning to see what your sight is, how you to view the world. So you're not perceptually entrapped in how the governments or the medical community or the educational community or the religious community says you have to see yourself in relationship to the world. So it really is a liberating and a shattering experience because most of you know what Healing Rosie is about is really coming into your own personal empowerment. You're living authentically and getting your body healed, which usually imperfections in the body come from either at birth through the genetic inheritance of mindsets, thought patterns, belief systems of your ancestors, or being in an environment where you're pushed into a little box and you're trying to get out, but you don't know how. So human design has four types. So it means that all of us are in one of those categories. And each of these categories are not hierarchical in the sense of value, but they are hierarchical in terms of the way they function. So that's very important to know because oftentimes you have people who consider themselves not one type that they got the shaft. Why am I this? I need to be this. Well, the first thing to know is we're in a culture that's a manifesting culture. Go out and do it. Nike, just do it. Make it happen. Go to the edge of the abyss. Jump in if you're, if you're really true to yourself, everything will fall into place. Well, that's interesting, but it's all mind. And we're talking about frequencies and auric frequencies. And I like what you said, learning how to understand how the sympathetic nervous system works. Because when you're in fear, the frequency gets so off that you can't be yourself because you're always trying to defend yourself. And the big fear generator is the mind. So we, in human design, the mind is not the enemy. The mind is actually your continuity throughout eternity. You could say it's your soul that keeps coming back and coming back. Human design is a body of knowledge that says we're eternal. Life is not limited. We're not having to become perfected in one lifetime. It's an evolutionary process. But in this lifetime, in order for people to experience what I would call self-satisfaction, success, being at peace with themselves, enjoying life, there's a pathway that they can take that's different from what they ever thought they could take. So the four types, the first type is manifester. The second type is, let's say, manifesting generator and generator. They're in the same type. The third type is the projector. Those are the problem kids. I'm going to call anyone who's a projector a problem child. And then we have the reflectors. And the reflectors, they kind of just flow. They're they're very different. So I'm going to start with reflectors. They're and they're a small percentage of the population too, right? That's one like percent. One percent. Yeah. But they're more lunar rather than solar. So they can be really misunderstood. Because being lunar, they literally need 28 days to make a decision. They really need that time. And when you're around a reflector, you're going to say they're wonderful. They're just like me. Because reflectors actually reflect you back to you. So you can assume 
that they are who they are. But one thing you can find with a reflector is they are very good in a group because if you're leading a group or in a group, or if you have a reflector child, that reflector person will pretty much amplify the energies around them. And you can look at their face to see how's the group interaction. They're often considered the canary in the coal mine, but they're also historically considered the shamans. They can usually sense when someone's frequency, the way they are, it's ready to jump out of their skin and become someone else or jump out of the group. So they're very very good at sensing that. But the one thing about a reflector, they have to be very careful who comes into their life and they do not want to make quick decisions for friendship because they can get in a corner because they're not to work a nine to five job. Usually they do. They're not to be on anyone else's time schedule because they're lunar and they're going to be unpredictable, but they're quite beautiful people. But Sandra Bullock would be an example of a reflector. And everybody loves Sandra Bullock because there's something about her energy that's not fixed in one way. She can act in many different roles. The next type is the projector. Now, the reason I say the projector is the problem child is because the projector is not designed to do. It's not designed to go out there and have a business where they work nine to five and, and you know, be in charge. They're designed to direct the energy, not to be the energy. And so it takes a while for projectors to know self-empowerment because they have to be first a person that recognizes how are they designed to function? Are they designed to be more physical, to be more psychological? But the most important thing for a projector is to recognize who they are and then understand that other people have to recognize them for that. So they have to be very discerning with their friends and other people. So they have to master the human landscape because they can be deeply affected by other people. And they can be deeply problematic in the sense they're busybodies. They're busybodies because they're defined in a way to penetrate other people if they're one-on-one. So all of a sudden they can, their aura, it's an electromagnetic aura that's focused and absorbing. So it goes right into the heart of a person, brings in information and uninvited will say, well, I really think you should quit this job because it's not for you or this or that. And what happens is they can become the queen or king of unsolicited advice. They're rejected by people and people can feel uncomfortable with them around unless they know that they're to hover. I call them the hovering and they are the lighthouse. They're above the group. They're only allowed in the group if they can wait to be invited to share their insights. And usually they have to be very self-aware to know if their insights are going to be impactful or problematic. So projectors really need to do a lot of work on themselves and to understand how they make decisions because they can be very bitter and very cynical and very just not fun to be around because of their intensity and their need to tell you how you need to have a better life. It's natural for them. So in the right environment, they can do very well. Projectors that I know are brilliant contributors to the groups that they're in. You're a projector, right? My friend Jolie Dawn is a projector. Mm -hmm. I think of projectors as the natural coaches and the natural like the little sages in the group, you know, when, when, when the stuff's going down, 
you want to get quiet and you want to you want to ask a projector for their insight and perspective. They're going to help you see things that you wouldn't see otherwise. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. But I can also see what you're saying that when they haven't mastered what they're channeling, you know, that gift, that divine thing inside of them, um, and they give it at the wrong time or to the wrong people. Mm-hmm. It can create a lot of issues for them that, you know, you start making up stories about. Yeah. And the timing is so important because projectors have a fluctuation in their energy. So they could be a contributor to the group, but they could be exhausted. And if they're not attuned to their energy, they're not going to perform. They're not going to contribute in the way that they normally would. So projectors and reflectors have to guard their energy really carefully because they don't have the life force or the sacred energy, the sacral energy that can allow them to keep going and going and going until they drop. So they'd be very selective of their tribe. Whereas we get to the next category, I'm going to go right to the manifestors. The manifestors are the ones that are envied because they have a closed aura from everybody and they're designed to initiate and inform people. This is what I'm going to do. Stand aside. I'm coming through. And so manifestors have this ability to get things done, initiate, make things happen. Very powerful, powerful aura. But it can be very detrimental to other people if they don't know that their aura literally acts like a plow. It pushes people away. So it's always pushing people away because they're not to be influenced by other people. They're designed to be influenced by planetary transits and the star field beyond our solar system and the constellations within our solar system. So they're very independent. They do not want to hear advice from other people. Unless they, unless it's a time for them to hear it. So they're independent. They're great at starting businesses. They are designed specifically to initiate and to lead. They're going through transition now, but a manifestor has a closed repelling aura, whereas the projector had an open aura that needed to penetrate and focus. So oftentimes when we begin to put the four types together, you can see a dilemma with a projector around manifestor closed aura. Projector wants to penetrate a closed aura, not going to work, not going to work unless the projector is invited. The 70% of the population falls into the generator. Now, the generators are beautiful in the way their aura works because their aura is not not only open and not only enveloping, but it has a pulling quality to it. So any generator, whether they're a manifesting generator or regular generator, has to be aware that they don't have to reach and grab. If they move into fear, they're going to reach and grab. Once they understand how their gut responds and their emotionality works, it sets up the ability to receive a frequency which is correct for them for the perfect alignment and the timing. So a generator needs the alignment and the timing to really bring their satisfaction into reality. Otherwise, the frustration is going to be a real problem. So generators can get frustrated, but it doesn't mean they're going to transcend frustration. Frustration is always a signpost that you have a choice. If with frustration, you're going to quit, like, oh my God, why did I do this? I'm ready to quit. It means that someone pushed you into that. You felt obligated. You created a narrative that you had to have this job. You needed to be in this relationship and you're deluding yourself. Usually what happens is you're going to quit. And then if you're not aware of your design, you develop a litany of failures. 
oh, I tried this, I quit. I tried this, I quit. It's because you're not attuning yourself to what you really do naturally. Eventually, the frustration becomes so painful that you bump into human design and you say, okay, this frustration, now that I know what I need to do, it becomes a turbocharge, which allows you to get to the point of frustration, but you say, I'm going for self-mastery. So you break through that level. So it's like an ascendancy of mastery steps, always perfecting yourself rather than quitting, quitting, quitting. And so the deconditioning from generator is I have to love what I'm doing and I have to allow myself the trial and error and the uncertainty of taking the risk of finding what I really love and not saying, okay, I'm going to carry the burdens of other people to please them. or I'm going to do a job that I hate because I'm stupid and I can't do anything else. That can be a litany of reasons that generators have that because we've all been conditioned in fear that we can't be what we want to be. And then when we say you can be whatever you want to be, well, that's not necessarily so because there's a resistance field there. And human design is about transcending the resistance field by living your life as you are. It's not going to be what you think it's going to be. It's not going to be that. It's very strange because the generators have such a beauty because they have the energy to actually change the way the world is. It's the only type. Let's say the projectors are the only type that really can be superb coaches, guides, healers. That's projectors. But in terms of putting out the frequency that can truly change the electromagnetic quality of the matrix, that's generators. Because once generators love what they do and they pull away from things that they hate that they're doing, the world really functions well. And it allows them to come into purposeful living and being deeply satisfied with their life. Now, it's interesting, the signature for a all four types have a signature. And for the generator, it's not success because they'll naturally be successful because they've got the energy to do work as long as they follow what they love. The only signature that's success is the projector because they don't know who they are. They've got to find themselves in relationship to other people. They need other people. Now, the manifester, it's not success either. For manifester, it's peace because usually they're angry. They're pissed off. You're not doing what I want you to do. And people pull away from them because they make all these stories about this closed, repelling aura. And so manifestors can be more at peace and not so angry. And with reflectors, it's more or less, oh, I'm surprised there's something new and different here. And then they can feel not so disappointed with sheeple and the way things are going. They can find more people that they can be delighted with. So each person, each type, knowing your type, you're not chasing after success in the way maybe you thought you had to. It's already imbued in generators. It's imbued within all of us, but we need certain touchstones to know that, ah, we fulfilled our purpose. And the way that I would say generators, because they're 70% of the population, they're the ones that really have the work to do. They're the ones that can really change the planetary energy. Projectors will guide it. Reflectors will evaluate it. And manifestors kind of go out and lead the way. They break, sort of break through the resistance. They part the Red Sea so everybody can come. Mm -hmm. So your type... The hierarchy is not in terms of value or what's more important, but the way the hierarchy would work in a business, the manifestor initiates, 
starts it, gets it out there. The generator and the manifesting generator work, pull it together. The projector guides it, accounts for it, sort of manages the people as the HR department. And the reflector kind of moves around and evaluates this works, it's not working, change this. Now, I just want to say a difference between the manifesting generator and the generator. Manifesting generators, I would say, are the most powerful based on their design. Why? Because once they respond, they can initiate. They can really powerfully change things. So they have a real gift in being an entrepreneur, being able to go out there and strike on their own and initiate action and have the stamina to follow through. So that's that's the manifesting generator. The generators usually like to work in a group or team up with someone who gives them that manifesting energy and relationships. And then human design also goes into relationships, triggers from other people, how certain types relate with other people. But it starts fundamentally with knowing your design and your type. And so it really gives you a roadmap, a blueprint in how the genetic code and ultimately the chemistry works within you to bring you what you're actually looking for, but never thought you'd get a manual to follow to find that. Yeah. One of the things that I love, first of all, the idea of frequencies, I'm sure if you've been in the health space for any length of time, you know that our bodies are electrical. I think Dr. Christine Schaffner did an event once called the body electric. We are electrical beings. We, we are beings that live in a pool of frequency. We can energetically feel frequency at times you know we we feel attracted to certain things we we feel repelled by certain things so that the idea that you can understand this energy better and align with the energy and even create intentions for the energy is really powerful one of the things that was deeply transformative to me so I'm a manifesting generator one of the things that was deeply transformative to me was this awareness around the best manifestation for me is responding to things coming my way. I am a, an achiever and performer by nature, right? I've been an entrepreneur since I was 26 years old. I've had um, a belief in my own leadership my whole life at five and six and seven years old, my mom was counting on me at home, you know, with my family. And I've told some of those stories throughout this event here, but um, really getting present to my energy working best when I let things come to me versus when I go out there and do a lot of initiating has saved so much of my energy it has allowed me to take a little more time when I need to take a little more time to let things come to me that can then manifest easier. That's where the ease really comes into is, you know, I know that I need to let things come to me. I need to not get ahead of the energy that I'm feeling in a situation. I need to kind of make sure I'm just a step or two behind it at all times. And I have enjoyed so much more flow. It, it's been liberating for me. And in our community, I've been a little Barbara evangelist. My friends Trey and Grace 
our Barbara evangelist too. I think between the two of us started with Michelle Norris between the three of us, we've probably blanketed Austin and sent Barbara a hundred plus people to, to help support and guide. And um, it's been really revolutionary. Barbara also does a lot with astrology too. So she can kind of overlay human design wiring with where are we in transits and what's happening energetically in the world from a young age. You know, I remember being in church and hearing how we live in an ordered universe and hearing about the divine orchestration, even of creation, you know, on the first day, let there be light and, you know, over seven days and just all of this, there was, there's been pieces of this uh, understanding in my life for a long time, but human design has really crystallized and just helped me to flow with it better. And I feel super grateful for that. In fact, when I'm going through a period in my life where I'm feeling a lot of chaos, where I feel the ground underneath me isn't stable, is there an earthquake happening right now? Um, I find it really helpful to reach out to Barbara and get some support. Help me understand what's happening. Okay, help me get centered again. Bring me back to this present moment. I'm supposed to respond. Remind me who I am. Remind me how I need to be with this energy, right? So I would love for you, Barbara, just to talk about how you see your clients and the people that you work with as they're trying to understand their own energy, um, how do you see this working for other people too? I've, first of all, it started with myself. I saw how it radically changed my life. And I was, I'm going to say a hot mess because I was going in so many different directions. And as a projector, I was very confused. I was actually becoming a manifester. And in my design, I can see that that would be the tendency. And so when I met Ra, I was kind of irreverent. And thought, this couldn't be it. Who is he? You know, he always drops the F-bomb and he's sacrilegious and, you know, all these moral uh, kind of judgments. But then I noticed that my life started to change because I actually said, let me experiment with this. Let me see if it works. And then I began to look back in my life and the situations that worked the best were were situations where I was invited into something where I went and initiated, oh my God, it's part of my wisdom. You know, it's sort of the entrapment that I found myself in. But because I'm a baby boomer, we didn't have the information. So so when I've worked with people, I would say because of my vast experience, marriages, divorce, businesses, corporate businesses, my own business, I kind of and part of my incarnation cross in human design as a projector, I see a chart and it fills me up. It's as though I'm that person and I can go right in and see their dilemma. So when I'm looking at a chart, I'm saying, you're this, but here's the problem. You're this, but you think you're that. Oh, you want to do this? I don't think it's a good idea. Is that your mother's voice, your father's voice? Or why are you in this job? This is where you shine. You're under the umbrella of someone else. It's convenient. You're probably conditioned. You're comfortable with it. But human design is not allowing you to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. 
It's really looking at why you're uncomfortable and saying, let's, let's align you with your flow and let's see how you really enjoy it and know that it's going to be a bumpy ride to change because you may lose some of your friends. You may have to leave your job. You may have to totally change your life, but it becomes your life, nobody else's life. So, and I've worked with thousands of people and I love how it changes them because when I was in, when I did specifically astrology, it's based on one birthday. Human design bases on two birthdays, you know, 88 days before birth. So let's say you're a cancer, then you would be an Aries. You're a Leo, then unconsciously you're a Taurus. So when people understand their unconscious motivations and who they are, it's more of a holographic reading for them rather than what do the stars say? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, you're, a few, you're reading their future as an astrologer, which can be very helpful to reduce the fear. But the wheel of karma is the what we call the astrological wheel. And human design is to transcend the illusion, the maya, get off the wheel of karma and know how to navigate through without the suffering, without the pain. Mm-hmm. And so I have found it's radically changed people's lives. And I'll give one example. My son, who I got into this about 20 years ago, he said it radically changed his life. And he was the one who got me to do it professionally. He said, Mom, this has changed my life so much. And he said, I've noticed you're radically different, too. And now he's using with his grand, with his daughter, who's two and a half. And he said the other day, thank God you told me how my granddaughter, how his daughter is imprinted because he said she has certain characteristics that drive him crazy, but he knows it's her pattern so we can let her be. Yeah. It's, it's not something to worry that he has to correct. Right. Have to fix. I remember, I remember when my friend Trey did his first reading with you and he called me after and he said, Misty, I have permission permission to lean in to a a part of him that he deeply wanted to actualize, but was constantly making himself wrong for, Mm. right? I have permission. It's permission. And I've seen him and Grace over the last three years, I think since their first reading, carve out a whole new path for themselves. And they're so happy together. It doesn't mean the journey is always easy. It just doesn't mean there's no more bumps in the road. But certainly it means that there's a there's an ease and a confidence with which you can navigate. And this is such an important conversation. I know that for a lot of us, I look at my journey, a lot of the dis-ease I've experienced in my life is because of the friction of me trying to do and be what others expected of me, me trying to mimic other people and the way they did it, hoping that somehow I would be able to create what they've created, right? And I'm, of course, a totally different person. Um, It's really, really powerful. And it massively reduces your stress when you aren't living a life that feels like it has you trapped. And so many of my friends would say the same thing that they're they were living in a, they were living a life that they were trapped in, and over time, as they began aligning with their design and doing things differently, as they leaned into permission, 
right? Mm-hmm. Suddenly they don't feel trapped. They feel more aligned and in tune with their purpose. They let go of relationships and ways of being that aren't serving them. And think of what that kind of alignment and joy and peace does for your body. Think of how that kind of alignment can really improve your own parasympathetic tone because you're not living in that stress response all the time, beating up against things that are just creating friction for you, trying your best. I mean, we all are doing our best when we're not creating what we know we can create. It doesn't mean that in our heart and soul that the effort and intention isn't there, right? So this is really, really powerful. I wish we could do like a five-part human design. Maybe we'll do that with Healing Rosie one day. You know, really go deep because there's a lot to this that can really help you understand yourself better, understand your gifts better, understand how to align with other people better. Um, But what I can leave you with is a way to reach out to Barbara and work with her. And also, I believe, Barbara, I'd like you to share two websites. I'd like you to share a website where someone could just go punch in their information and get their chart so they know what they're... They want, which four energetic types they are, right? And and then I'd like for you to tell them how they could reach out to you for a session. So can mm-hmm. you give us those two? Well, one that's really easy is an app on your phone. So Great. if you're in a restaurant or you're you're saying, who is she or who's he? It's it's just called the Human Design app. Okay. And you get it at the uh, Apple App Store and it's free. And you can take it down and you put your information in and the chart comes up. And that's what we recommend. It doesn't cost anything and it's handy. I use it oftentimes when I'm talking to people and I'll say, okay, I'll run your chart. What's the information? And your computer isn't there. And then my website is humandesignconsultations.com. Humandesignconsultations.com. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And and the reason that I put human design consultations is because it really is a consultation. It's interactive. I'm not, I'm reading your design, but we're also, I'm also listening to where you're perceiving yourself and how fast we can go in the reading, you know, so I can really impact their life during the session. Let me tell you a powerful experience I had. And then I know we, I could keep rambling forever. We have to wrap up someday. I was in a session with Barbara and seven or eight other people. We were doing, we were on a team together. We were doing a group human design session. And someone in the group said something about Misty needs to, Misty needs to be on time. (laughs) Misty needs to be on time and she's not on time. And first of all, it isn't true that I'm never on time, but there are times that I'm not on time to certain things. And there's reasons for that, right? I'm not being lazy. It's not that I don't care, right? I, I'm going with my flow. And um, and I'm the person that'll send you a text that says, hey, I'm going to be five minutes late. Anyway, the intention of this person in this group setting was to maybe publicly shame me, pin me down, Make me make me be on time to every like we're going to agree as a group that this is our value and it's this is how it's going to be and whatever. And Barbara said to her, she looked and she asked me, she's like, tell me why you're late. And I told her why I'm late. Well, by the time that they want to get together later in the afternoon, I have been in flow all day. And it's not that I don't care about being on time, but I'm present with what's happening in that moment. And 
I do my best to wrap things up to completion and then go to be on time. And she looked at the woman and she said, this will never change. I understand that this is something that you want, but this is never going to change. This is not how Misty's designed. And in that moment there, I don't necessarily notice it from the person who mentioned this, but a couple other key people, including the woman that got this group together, it was just a, we don't have to fight this, right? And I, you could imagine, I felt really seen. I was glad this didn't turn into a dog pile moment for me, you know, where everyone's like jumping on me, shaming me, Misty, how dare you, you should. So it really helped me to appreciate how powerful it can be for someone to take the time to get to know you, see how you're wired, appreciate who you are, and then help you show up more powerfully in your life. It's really, really fantastic. And Barbara, I am so grateful for the contribution you are to our community. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. All right, you guys, go book your session with Barbara. Go download the app, figure out what your design is. Send me an email. Tell me all about it. After you do your session with Barbara, I want to hear everything. Okay. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, Misty. All right. We'll see you guys. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you're feeling more empowered to overcome your flabby, foggy, and fatigued and to reclaim your life. If you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to hit that subscribe button right now so you don't miss any of our episodes. We have some awesome shows coming right up. I love reading your reviews and comments too. They inspire me and encourage other Rosies to hang out with us and learn all these amazing strategies for healing and living our best lives. Till next time, sister. Bye. Bye.